0: Welcome back to another episode of Fusion Sports. I'm your host, Azaria Manning, and we've got a lot to cover today, so I'm I'm super excited to get in what's hot, what's trending, and what really needs to be discussed in women's athleticism. First things first, what we need to talk about is the U.S. viewership of the 2019 World Cup Final was 22% higher than the men's 2018 Final Cup. That just goes to show how much the people want to see women athletes killing the game professionally So first, we also need to get into someone else who's doing big things. Alex Morgan, the captain of the U.S. women's soccer team, has announced that she is pregnant. She's expecting her first child with her husband and is expected to meet her baby girl in April. So that's really cool. We want to congratulate her on that amazingness. And to speak about motherhood, this episode will really be focusing on women athletes and maternity, as it's really a big, huge deal in what's going on. For those of you who may not have seen it, Skylar Diggins decided to open up about her struggles and the things she has went through with her journey uh, while she was pregnant during the 2018 WNBA season. And she kind of goes into a little bit more of that on her own, on her own platform, to really talk about what she went through and the things that weren't necessarily cool that we should be talking about within what women athletes go through during this time when they decide to uh, embrace motherhood. So that's going to be something we'll definitely be talking about a little bit later in the show. But to get more into what's trending right now, Justine Siegel, one of the the first female MLB coaches, has decided to give back more and inspiring young girls to go after their dreams in baseball and to also have a career within the MLB or any baseball industry within men's or women's. So that's really exciting. We want to just give a shout out to her for her philanthropy and giving back and always remembering to inspire young girls that you can do anything you put your mind to. We also want to get into Nafisa Collier. She has just announced that she is engaged. That's right, the Minnesota Lynx star just put on her Instagram that she uh, just got engaged with a beautiful photo in Central Park with her now fiance, fiance. So we want to congratulate her on that. And also, some really great news. Lisa Leslie is to become the first female athlete to receive a statue outside of the Staples Center. Yes, that's right. She the will be the first lady to have a statue in Los Angeles where a lot of the greats like Magic Johnson, Kobe, to, just to name a few, she will be the first woman to have that honor and memorial there. So that's really amazing. We There haven't been too many reports um, explaining when it will be revealed or when... It will actually be present um, at Staples Center, but we're excited to hear more about that. as That is a great, great honor. And every little girl that walks to the Staples Center, for even if it's for a Sparks game or even for a Laker game, they're going to be able to see Lisa Leslie there uh, forever in, in L.A. So that's really awesome. Also, Cheryl Swoops, like in last episode, how we got to talk about that, Andrew and I really talked about Shell uh, Swoops and her impact of being the first woman with a shoe deal, she actually is going to be releasing a new shoe, and it is, ent- is entitled the Air Swoops 2. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that later with uh, Coach Drew, who'll be and later to talk about that along with some other shoes that we've got to get into uh, also. And also, something else is cool that's going on in the NBA, Jenna Schroeder is the fourth woman to be a part of the NBA referee staff. That's right. She is the fourth woman overall in the NBA, too. We have been hired full-time as a referee during this uh, new season for the NBA. A lot of great things happening in the NBA, not only just with new teams, new, new lineups, new, new, uh, play, uh, some of our favorite players in different cities, but to also see another woman uh, being added to that referee staff is also really great. Now... One thing that we what we must really talk about and one thing that we identified um, the production team at Fusion Sports was talking about what's important. Like what are the most watched and most viewed and most loved sports in the U.S. for women? Who's watching? Who's tuning in to these to these meets, to these games? What are the top top sports that are being watched within female athleticism? And just to give you guys a few, we're going to name the top five. So at number one, of course, we have women's soccer, which I stated before earlier, they had a 22 percent overview of viewership than men. So the fans, U.S. fans, sports fans are loving the women's soccer. They have a, a level of energy, a level of commitment and a great sense of team team membership that they have when they play. And I feel like that's another reason why people are tuning in. It's just that energy. It's that spark. A lot of the times people love to watch a certain sport for the sport, but it also has to do with who's playing, how they're playing, their energy and how creative they are uh, when they're when they're in the limelight. So I think that's another important thing for people who are in who are athletes of realizing when you when you're having fun and you're passionate and you're doing what you love, it shows. And that's how you get the, the viewerships, That's how you get the fans. And that's how you get people to tune into you all the time. Now, for the second is women's gymnastics. Which is no surprise. I am a huge fan of gymnastics, as 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 a lot of women are. It's just in a great, great, great uh, talent and skill. To when if you're a gymnast, it's not hard. It's very. You have to be very dedicated. You have to be very petite, <laughs> but no, you have to be really small. But you have to be really focused and really, really disciplined. And that 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 I feel like a lot of women can look up to because it's a lot of discipline with gymnastics and it's really, really inspiring to watch because not everybody can do it. A lot of people can p- practice on shooting, but a lot of people can't throw a round off back handspring full, can't do a layout, can't do a somersault, can't do a split, can't do all of that and then get back and do another tug. So it's an amazing sport and I can definitely see why it's at the number two spot. Number three is swimming. Um, this is really interesting. I personally wouldn't have thought that swimming would have been three. I would definitely have said top five maybe, but not the third most watched sport for women uh, for women's sports, but I guess so, I guess seeing women, I guess women are just naturally great at swimming, so <laughs> people want to see it. it's it's a cool little cool little thing. Um, also for number four is tennis, which, Makes sense. I would have definitely thought, ten, I honestly thought tennis was going to be at the the number two spot just because the, the greatest of all time, Serena Williams, has everybody tuning in. I don't care if you're a woman, you're a man, you're an adult, you're a kid. Everybody wants to see Serena Williams do her thing because she's absolutely relentless. She's amazing, remarkable. And for all the other women that are in tennis, they really have a great sense of composure and and athleticism that is unmatched and you can't find that in every sport so tennis is at that number four spot and also for number five which is my favorite because i was a volleyball player in high school um which i said it right now it's volleyball volleyball is taking that number fifth spot for the most watched sports volleyball is absolutely amazing it's i will be honest volleyball is not for everyone to watch but when you are watching that right match you get inspired you get excited you don't even know what to do there is some there's uh, five girls on the court doing their thing and I'm sorry six girls on the court doing their thing and they're going to give it to you, you there's it's always a, it's very quick it's you have to be paying attention you have to be on the spot it's a, one of those games you definitely have to be on your toes so it makes sense as to people why they want to watch it and of course to seeing the height of how tall and how effortless effortless these women are it's a true a true game changer. So those are your top five most watched sports in the U.S. And what I find really interesting is why is women's basketball not on here? You would think as much as we put so much hype around the WNBA and what what they have done, the, all the great women that are coming out of the WNBA, not even just in general, they play their butts off every single game. Everything is unmatched. They... Do their thing. I, I have no idea as to why they wouldn't have made the top five. Just considering they have such a great platform and a good following, um, it makes us wonder, why do you think the WNBA is not a part of this in the U.S. for the most watched sport? Makes you kind of want to question, what is it? Is this more of a cultural thing, a societal thing, or does it have to do with just the game in general? Because when it comes down to it, these women put their all on the court every single game. It's not like the NBA where sometimes it can be a very okay game where you've got 80-plus games in a season. No, these ladies go out there and play their butts off every single game. Energy, commitment, and they want to be the best. They want to prove that they're the best. So what, what, why is it, guys? We have America, U.S. Let's talk about it. Why do you think the WNBA is not a part of the most watched sports um, organization right now during this year? So that's a really great question to think about. We'll maybe get into that next on uh, next episode. To get back more into gymnastics, we've got to get into the amazing Simone Biles. If you haven't known, this girl is killing it. She is a 25-time gold medalist. She is the most decorated gymnast of all time. She is clearly, in my opinion, and many would uh, agree with me, she's the best gymnast in the world of our lifetime so forth she takes that number one spot she's got 25 gold medals and and this past month in october she killed it in germany and she received that 25 that 25th gold medal and she also has two moves signature moves that are named after her that's what i'm talking about when we talk about women making history. yes i said history. When they're making her history, that's what that's that's what that is. She has two moves that are named after her, and no one can ever take that from her. That's her legacy. This will be what we, we will we'll see people we'll see women trying to imitate and trying to do the Simone Biles moves in many Olympic games to come. So that's a great honor, and we want to congratulate you, Simone, on that success. We also needed to get into some other women who also made some great headlines as well. In the same time frame um, as Simone Biles, Coco Gauff just got her first national title with the WTA in Austria. At 15 years old, this girl got her first title. That's right. Um, It was definitely not an easy road. She actually had lost in Austria and was able to redeem herself because one of the opponents got hurt and had to step back. So she was able to... um, to defeat her opponent and she won that title. So it always just proves to you if you keep going and doing what you have to do, second chances are also a part of a great, great comeback story. So congrats to you on that, Coco Golf. And also we have the Kenyan native Brigitte Kozgai who won her second um, Chicago National Marathon title. That's right, two years in a row. And this girl just made history. Um, Let me get my notes right. She shattered the world record, and she finished 26.2-mile race, two hours, 14 minutes, and four seconds. I was just saying earlier, I don't know how someone could run for two hours. <laughs> but that's a part of the commitment and the strength of, of, of pushing yourself and proving to yourself that you can do anything. So we want to congratulate you, Brigitte, on that. That's an amazing, amazing accomplishment. And we got to get a little bit more back into the WNBA, the Liberty are moving to Brooklyn. That's right. They are going to have a new home front and it will be at the Barclays Center. And I'm excited to see what how that the moving will help change the dynamic of the fans, help them have a little bit more. And you know who else is in Brooklyn? We've got we've got Kyrie. It's just a whole nother energy and excitement that is being brought to Brooklyn and to the Barclays Center. So we'll see. How this helps, if it'll help them to push them a little bit further in the seeds of the WNBA season and just really help them to really push themselves and to just be excited to be in a new place, new arena, start something new, have something fresh. We'll go from there and we'll see what will happen with them. So that's a really good thing for them. Also, someone who we'll probably be seeing in the WNBA, if not for a little while, um, her name is Toby Fournier. Fournier hope I'm pronouncing that right. She's a 14-year-old girl who was caught, caught on camera dunking. And she stands at 6 feet and 2 inches. That's right. This girl is six two at 14 years old and was caught on camera. And the video has gone viral of her dunking. So I'm excited to learn more about her. I was just introduced to her not too long ago and to kind of see where she's from. I know she's from Canada, I believe. And so I'm excited to see what she's going to do. She'll be trying to come out here and play basketball. What's, what's, what's going to be the future for Toby? But that's awesome, girl. Keep going after it. You can do whatever you want. Clearly, 6'2", dunking at 14. That's crazy. Can't wait to see what she'll be doing in the next couple years. Also, we need to get more back into some women that are working for the NBA Eastern Conference teams. That's right. So we've got a few ladies that are killing it in the Eastern Conference of, the w- of I'm sorry, of the NBA. We've got Carl Lawson, Christy Tolliver, and Brittany Donaldson all in the Eastern Conference shutting their lives, shedding their their uh, experiences and their knowledge to helping these teams kill it this in the NBA season. Carl Lawson, as you may know, we've talked about her about twice on the show. She's with Boston. She's under she's assistant coach, um, a part of the assistant coaching team at the Boston Celtics. And Christy Tolliver is also an assistant coach for the Washington Wizards. That's right. This girl is killing it. She just won a national title, and she is back with uh, Washington Wizards during the NBA season as assistant coach. It was a really interesting article that I did see on swishappeal.com. We have to give, um, give them a shout-out as well. They had a really interesting article as it, goes more, it talks more about why Chrissy Tolliver has decided to go to the Washington Wizards as she is getting an interesting pay that's, I will leave it at that, an interesting pay that she has decided to take forward because, quote unquote, she believes it's a a privilege to be able to be working for the organization and to be around her really great friends. I know she's really great friends with John Wall and Bradley Bill, as you may have seen them. They were um, courtside um, during the the finals, the, the WNBA finals supporting her. So I know she has a really great relationship with the Washington Wizards organization, but you guys should go check out that article and kind of let formulate your own opinion about what you think about it, and if you think why why Chrissy is taking this uh, this stance and this road to be a part of them, um, it's really interesting. You guys go on and tell us what you think, and make sure you go on our social media, and hit us up, and tell us what you think about it because it's really interesting to me. Like I said, I don't want to formulate everyone's opinion because everyone can see it a little bit differently, but I do want to um, acknowledge her for opening doors and kind of starting the conversation of what maybe needs to change with women in male-dominated industries when they're wanting to be at the forefront, being in coaches, or even just behind the scenes in the organization. So it does help open doors and spark a conversation to help emulate change later on. So, yeah. Also, we have Brittany Donaldson, who is with the Raptors, a part of uh, their team as well, helping out with the coaching staff. So since they are the defending champs, of 2019. Um, it's interesting to see like they're allowing a woman to be there, not allowing, but having her a part of the team as they have a lot to prove this year. They, they won the championship. Kawhi's not there. How's the coaching going to be? Is it going to be a little bit different? They need someone that is more strategic and that's going to really help them to defend themselves because it's not going to be easy during this uh, NBA season. So when we get back, we've got a lot more to talk about. Like I said. I have Coach Drew in the building. We will be doing a really cool segment that you know about Let's Kick It. And we also need to get into this motherhood and maternity with professional female athletes. It's a lot going on in Fusion Sports, so make sure you stay tuned. I told you guys that I was going to have Coach Drew back in. Of course, you know him from Ball Court World. Welcome back.
1: Thank you. It's great to be here. It's always great to be here. I'm glad I was able to stop through. As you can see, I'm on my day off. I'm I'm. Right. to relax. I'm, I'm, actually, I was at a game. Okay. I coached you at a game, nice. and I knew that you needed me, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to head by.
0: Right. When you was at a girls' game, right? Yeah. Like, of course. Right? I, that's all we wanted to know. <laughs> my they've been killing
1: it. they killing it.
0: Perfect. Yes. Okay, so we just had to bring you in a little bit more. Some really cool shoes that I, I really needed to discuss oh, on yes. Fusion. They're very transitional, mm-hmm. very unisex for men and women, and that's what we like here at Fusion Sports is some shoes that are just classic for men and women, so, you're kind of going to bring ball, uh, your, a little bit of ball court world to Fusion and just do a Let's Kick It segment. Is that cool? Hey, let's kick it. All right, awesome. So, let's look, tell us what's the first shoe on your list for today. Yeah,
1: the first shoe, we actually spoke about this on ball court when you came on there. Mm-hmm. And I remember when we spoke about it, you said, I like the shoe, but I just don't like the colors. Something about it. Mm-hmm. The Jordan 34s, mm-hmm. Jason Tatum was wearing the Celtic Greens Jordan 34s. Absolutely phenomenal. I'm telling you the all green with that gold panel on the side mm-hmm. is a great shoe, very unisex. Mm-hmm. guy or girl could wear it. Mm-hmm. and I think personally, if you're a fan of sports and you're under four, under the age of forty because if you're over the age of forty, you shouldn't be wearing basketball jerseys uh- but <laughs> If you're under the age of 40, you could get, you get uh, jerseys that you could get, like uh, the LeBron James uh, high school jersey.
0: That like that gold, would, that gold finish one, right? Yes, yes. Yes, I know what you're talking about. And
1: that would actually match those shoes absolutely perfectly.
0: Nice.
1: I think that's an amazing... Or or you could rock it with a Celtics or Celtics jersey. Mm-hmm. Still looks great with the green, yeah. but it's a beautiful one.
0: Yeah, I liked it. They're, re- that's, they're like that really monotone green, so they're kind of bright, but they still are a little bit muted. They're not too lime. They're really yeah. nice. I really like the gold finish in them, and I like kind of how they have that space in between the soles kind of with the gold trimming. I really like that. That's really cool and different. It's like
1: the Grinch shoe stole basketball.
0: Right, legit. And like, I just <laughs> know, like, on the court, that's, like, you're going to see those shoes, and it's going to be like that. You got to make sure you got awesome footwork, though, if you wear those. Yes.
1: No shoes, please practice your footwork.
0: For sure, you don't want to embarrass yourself. <laughs> All right, what's next? What you got us on there?
1: Next, of course, you know I got to talk about my guy. my guy, okay, Uncle Drew. Yes, Kyrie Irvin himself. He yes, has the Kyrie Six, and these are the preheat colorways. Now, the reason I like this, mm-hmm. you drop this with a pair of jeans or. If you actually play for the same AAU club that I coach for, you could come out there wearing your game jersey with mm-hmm. the pink, and you rock the pair of Kylie six, Clean. and it looks really nice together.
0: Super I'm pink.
1: talking. You got the you you have the pink, you have the blue, you have the arm, and it's not all like huh, that.
0: Feel. A little bit of denim stitching. Yeah, I didn't even notice yeah. that. Oh, on the okay. toe
1: it has a denim blue going on on the toe. Nice. So. You're actually, you're actually wearing something that's going to collaborate with a lot of different things. And with the new look of today, we're having a footwork that Pops. Mm-hmm. This is definitely going to pop, as well as still staying with a little bit of matchy-matchy, but not going too much.
0: How clean are these going to be with that black and white Nets jersey, though? Ooh. How nice. That all black and white, and then just the color with the black and white? I can't wait.
1: Because nice. he already wore the SpongeBob. Okay. But he wore, the, he wore the, um, the first game, he wore the Pineapple House. Second game, he wore the ones that hasn't been released yet, the SpongeBob black.
0: Oh, it's black
1: with the yellow trim on the front. Nice. Uh, it is absolutely.
0: Which shoes did he wear for his fifty point game?
1: For the fifty point game, he wore the Pineapple House.
0: Oh, okay, nice.
1: Pineapple House with fifty points. Cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that, I love those. Those are really nice. That's
1: absolutely amazing. Nike, absolutely amazing. his
0: Nike, he has the best Nike at Nike right now. He has the best design team by far. I'm saying that.
1: That's strong. No, That's strong.
0: come on. And Nike, it. under everyone, no, his, he has the best shoes right now. The best right. job. I, well, I'm, I'm, new, I'm saying that. They did amazing leader, tune job. In this
1: week to, to ball court. Of That's course. I got well, something some for you. you make it. sure
0: you guys tune in to see what tune else in, we got coming
1: up. But. I got, I got something for you. But I'm going to have to leave Nike for a second.
0: Okay. But we got to talk
1: about some history here. Right. These shoes that we're talking about is actually to celebrate the anniversary of something major that happened. Mm hmm. I noticed, I know you've seen it on the internet before. It was the first time anybody ever seen a goat fall. Uh, and it's not that scary goat internet picture. No, it's Allen <laughs> Iverson when he got Michael Jordan with a double crossover.
0: Oh, yes. nice. Yes, box
1: has released, they re-released the Iverson questions, mm-hmm. and they released it in a double cross form. So now you get the red toe and blue toe in the same box. Clean. It is absolutely Those amazing. are the
0: types that you buy but you don't wear. You just keep them in that. No, seat. you got
1: to wear them once. Just what? Do, Yeah, just for Instagram. Was,
0: okay. Just for <laughs> right just for you, the gram You gotta
1: do it for the gram One, one time. Right. You throw it on with your Sixers jersey. Okay. You take a picture. Yeah, you gotta have the do rag and everything. Right. You gotta okay. have it in your garage. Take a picture in the garage with your one foot hanging out of the right. car and the other foot on the brake. And then after the pictures are done, you take them off, put them inside. Yep. Put on your regular sneakers and go out.
0: Put
1: them in the the shoe museum. You know, you, you put them away in a nice little glass box where yeah. your friends come over and be like, "Oh, you got the new questions? Yeah, don't touch them." <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you right now with those three shoes that we have, those that, that we're talking about mm-hmm. right now, guy, girl, it doesn't matter if you're a baller or if you're just wearing it for fashion, mm-hmm. you're definitely gonna turn some heads with those.
0: Most definitely. What I love, there's the transition. they transitional. They're classic. The colors are fun. You've got the green. You have the mix with the black, white, and the pink and the orange with Kyrie's. And then with the new, the Reeboks limited edition ones. You've got the classic red and blue that are just a forever shoe, and I and love that
1: it. Is a forever. I'm a huge fan of Allen Iverson. I thought that he's actually changed the game. Mm-hmm. He took a lot of the. He, he took a lot of the. The abuse that now these the young guys don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. He, he took a lot of those questions of why to do rags, why to why to cornrows. So when a, a shoe comes out like this, which is an, his one of his iconic shoes, mm-hmm. I think it's a great thing to. I feel I don't care what brand you sign with, mm-hmm. they should give this one a pass. All all basketball players should be allowed to wear this shoe in public. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're with Reebok or not, you should be able to wear it because it's like this is more than just a shoe. Right. It's kind of like the Jordan 1s. For the
0: sure. The Jordan
1: 1s actually changed what basketball was. hmm And the questions, I think, did the same. And with this re-release of it, I'm excited. I'm excited.
0: And now, since we, we talked about three shoes that have been released and yes. collabs, and they're all by men, though. Yes. Still. There's still nothing. I've been digging and digging. When are we going to get these collabs with these women? I We need it. And we need it very soon. But the only thing that... We can really talk about is the re re-re- the re release of Cheryl Swoop's shoes. Yes,
1: Cheryl Swoop is actually gonna be. It has re released uh, the sh- Swoops too, mm-hmm. and this is gonna actually be in a black and floral print. It okay. actually works kind of well. Huh? I'm thinking about checking it out, seeing if it will go with our team colors. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be kind of hot, you know, I rocking think they a girl shoe right. the team, yeah. no girl team. And I think that's something that a lot of a lot of people need to look into. Because outside of the Cheryl swoop, the Swoops too, and they keep Sue fresh, mm-hmm. the Kyrie Irvins keep Sue fresh. Right. You ever seen
0: those? The, those are clean. <sighs> so nice.
1: Outside of those, women don't have a go-to shoe. You have Adidas. You know, Adidas, don't get me wrong, with CP3, they're doing their best, you know. They're coming out with different things. And... Maybe if more people were wearing the C P threes instead of C P three wearing other people's shoes, it would probably get a little bit more uh it would grab a little bit more attraction. Right. But uh, to be honest, those like are one of the i do be on one of, the, like one of better shoes. Yeah, I, I, I can agree
0: with
1: that. No no shade against Harden's shoes, mm-hmm. but I like I like Candace Walker's shoes better than Harden's shoes to, Like to play in. Mm-hmm. I feel a little bit more comfortable. I feel a little more secure, mm-hmm. maybe because I'm one of those guys I was speaking about that shouldn't be wearing a jersey. I'm over 40, so <laughs> I I don't like my ankles feeling like they're gonna snap. And with uh with them low tops, I feel like that sometimes. So, but Candy Park, she has a really great shoe, and I I think they should be pushing it more.
0: And what I think is important too with 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 shoes and with really designing a woman's shoe. I can understand why it's harder for the market because we have women uh, typically have more narrow feet. And I feel like sometimes a lot of girls can't wear, just say, for instance, the Kyrie's because they're a little bit, they're made wider. And, yes. and, and to be honest, a lot of women don't want to make their foot look bigger. So do you get what I'm saying? We need to work on a design that is very complimenting to women that has a more narrow structure that are very feminine. And if, if you're not more feminine, but still or uh, support your foot a little bit better.
1: And not just that, we need to start making them our heroes. Yes. They do some amazing things on the court, and why aren't we yelling their names when we hit a shot? Nobody, you know what I'm saying? You turn around to a fadeaway, I still think to this day, if I'm in the park and I shoot a fadeaway, I yell Kobe. Right. You know? Uh, and, and how many times do you hear somebody yelling, you know, Candace Parker or...
0: Skylar Diggins. You know, Skylar right. Diggins. When they, right.
1: You know what I'm saying? Or, or when they cross somebody, they're going to be like,
0: Christy right. You, know <laughs> right.
1: you don't see that. But I think that we, we have to get more of that. We have to start making them our heroes because I watch them and the stuff that they're doing, not taking nothing away from the men, but the stuff that they're doing is amazing because they're doing it on a playing field that us normal people... Like, I, I'm talking about us normal people, meaning us non-professional athletes could look at it and be like, it is imaginable that we could do it, but we could clearly know that we can't pass that threshold, mm-hmm. you know? Whereas LeBron taking off and just dunking over a seven foot, we're like, yeah, we can't do that. We don't even, we can't even fathom that we could do it. But there's what they're doing, you can say, man, for them to do what they're doing, you can see how to take a level of hard work. Because physically, physically, I'm built stronger. I should be able to do it, but right. they're able to do it with no problem. So I gotta take a level of hard work that I'm not, I'm not on yet. And that's how you can see them as that hero that I think they should become.
0: Right. And the heroes come with the shoe deals, the, the platforms, the marketing, and getting them on brands, getting them on cereal Post- boxes, pers- whatever you name it. This is how, like he said, making these women heroes because they're more than deserving of that, that honor. Um,
1: I heard you talking about earlier when I was in the Green Room, I heard you actually speaking of, the, uh, of um, Skylar Diggins playing the 2018 season pregnant. Yeah,
0: oh yeah. I'm glad you brought that uh, up. We're going to be talking about that. Funny enough.
1: <laughs> uh, she played in 2018 season pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I recall in my lifetime watching Shaq sit out because of turf toe. Nobody questioned his commitment to the Lakers mm-hmm. during that time. But Skylar Diggins sat it out after having a child and they questioned her commitment after playing while pregnant. Or that,
0: remember when Kyrie sat out with his nose?
1: Yeah. With a bro, but
0: someone's someone playing an entire season with a, with a human being developing in their stomach but yeah we're gonna get more yeah, into that know, so. i'm glad you brought that up thanks so much for being with us today thank you, thank you. we'll be right back you guys we'll be definitely talking about what's going on uh with with women and with the maternity in female sports thanks so much Codron, for coming
1: hey, it's been a pleasure it's always a pleasure coming by
0: right you'll be I'll back It's no, course, no
1: also just in case i don't know if az told you You can check us out on cwansports.com. You got her show. You got my show. Ball Court is on there. And then the Blitz is going to be on there, too. They're popping. She's popping. I'm popping.
0: We popping. CWN Network. That's right. All right. Stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back, thanks for taking that little break I'm glad you're back with Fusion Sports We've had a great run this episode I had Coach Drew talking about some amazing shoes Let's kick it And he brought up something that was going to definitely be talked about on this, episode, on this week's episode And what is really important I believe just for the culture Not even just within women's sports But something that women through any industry Go through when it comes with Deciding to embrace motherhood And becoming a mother And how the the limitations are set upon them, along with a lot of just the controversial opinions people feel when a woman decides she wants to have a child. So it's, it's a, a really deep subject, but we wanted to take it and talk about it in the lens through professional women athletes and what they're going through. I don't know if you guys have seen WNBA powerhouse Skylar Diggins-Smith decided to open up and talk about her her journey and her struggle right now with uh, with being a mother and being in the wnba she talks about the backlash that she had went through um, and just really opened up um, to her twitter followers about what it's been like for her since she gave birth she told everyone look 2018 i played the entire season pregnant and she got a lot of backlash from a lot of fans and from a lot of people in the media saying that she was a quitter and saying that she had given up on her team when reality she Decided to take some months apart because she was suffering from postpartum depression. And maybe, did you ever think about maybe wanting to just bond with her child after being pregnant with a baby for nine months and giving birth? I'm pretty sure a lot of women would like to take that time and to bond with their child. So it was really interesting to uh, to see, to hear her 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 struggles about it because this is an issue that is happening not only in the WNBA but it's happening also with other great female athletes, just like Allison Felix, who was dropped from Nike when she, when she, got, when she was pregnant. Um, they, they dropped her, dropped her deal, and she, had, she didn't have the support from Nike anymore because of what? Because she was giving birth, she wasn't marketable. What, what was, that is the question I asked. What made Nike decide, okay, she can't do this? It seems like once people think that once you have a child, that means that a woman's life is sp- supposed to stop. She can't continue her career. She can't continue to do all things. Let me tell you something. The women can do anything, and they're ambiguous enough to do, to do anything they put their mind to. We are clearly just shown. Allison Felix, did just this year, beat the fastest man in the world you've seen vote with world titles, okay? She beat him with those, the most world titles um, in, in Qatar, and she did that 10 months after giving birth to her son. That's right. She went back on that field track and field, and ran and won the, the most world titles and beat Usain Bolt. Also, we got to get into another woman that's killing the game right now, Shelly Ann fraser price She also just had given birth to her son and also received a gold medal in Qatar. So what really is the issue? Where, who's putting these limitations on women? Because they're continuously being broken and continuously showing that there's no limit to what a woman can do with or without a child. Also, we have to give it up to the queen of tennis, as I like to call her, Serena Williams. She won the Australian Open while she was pregnant with her daughter. She also went to many Grand Slam and went to final uh went to final appearances in the Grand Slam after giving birth to her daughter. That is four different women and four different respected sports industries who are killing it and have proven to be more than just a mother once they decide. To give birth. So what's the the question I want to ask everyone here is who's putting these, these limits and who's putting these these constraints and, and, and dropping women or making them seem like they're a plague or it's an issue when they decide to have a baby or are pregnant. Someone's not gonna be pregnant forever but clearly it's if they are pregnant, if they decide to be pregnant every year, you can do whatever you want. Skylar Diggins just proved I played an entire season while I was pregnant with my child. What what else What else can I do? What else can What else can't she do? Why is there no support from her organization, the Dallas Wings, who have also decided to have released a statement, but it still wasn't really in support of her. You have to understand what women go through once they give birth, and I'm not a mother, so I can't fully go into that and understand what that is. But all I know is it's a very uh, demonizing thing to do to women when they decide to have a child. Um, So, yes, it's very interesting to me. Um, Also, I was reading an article on Forbes.com, and it talks about how the maternity industry is a $2 billion industry. Where are the maternity lines? Why do we not get an Alex and Felix Nike collab line for pregnant women? Pregnant women love leggings, Nike leggings. You see pregnant women all the time. I don't care if you play sports or if you don't. Women love Nike leggings. And to have maternity leggings or, you know, a collab with Allison Felix to be like, I wanted, I wanted something with a little bit more, more belly or something for a little bit more for my butt or for my thighs. Let's get these in. That's a two, this is a more than, more than $2 billion industry that people can be capitalizing on and marketing and helping women have more of a voice and having power and just allowing women to be empowered. This conversation exceeds further than this episode and it really needs to start a conversation on what we can do as people to stop it because it's not okay and it's not fair and it's not cool. I just wanted to give our love and support to Skylar Diggins and we hope that you are are really in a happy place with your son and you're just enjoying your life and understanding that we at Fusion Sports support you and when you decide to come back and play basketball you're going to come back and continuously kill the game. I want to thank you guys so much for being with us today on Fusion Sports. Make sure to hit us up on all social media networks. Let us know what you think about the show, what you guys want to see next week, and just stay around with Fusion. We've got the intermix of everything with women's culture, women's sports, with fashion and sports in general. Thanks so much for uh, being with me. I'm your host, Azaria Manning, and I will see you guys next week.